You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 46. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapters 4, 5, and 6. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle. And I'm Allison. Uh, Our second episode of what I keep wanting to say is The Order of the Phoenix. That's not the name of this book, The Half-Blood Prince. It's not as catchy. I always have trouble. Well, I agree. It's kind of weird. And it's it's sort of the forgotten book. Don't you think? You kind of jump right to the end. Yeah. I mean, as we talked about before, you know all the stuff in between, but it doesn't stick with you exactly which book it is. Yeah, I also get confused because in my mind, the outside of this book is the orange. It's supposed to be orange, but no, that's the seventh book. This one is green, and it throws me off every time I see it. <laughs> well, we didn't. Okay, it's not exactly relevant right now, but we didn't talk about it in the first episode. You know who the Half Blood Prince is, right? Or did we talk about this? We did not talk about this, but I do know that. Okay, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> I swear, every time I read this, I, like, I'm like, oh, it's Snape. But then I get confused in the book, and I think that I must be wrong. Oh. Well, I get confused at the end when they find the locket, and then they open it, and then there are the initials. And I remember the last time I reread this, I was like, couldn't for the life of me remember who that was or what was happening. (laughs) Well, I mean... You're certainly not given enough clues unless you're really smart to figure it out just from the text. You just have to remember. Right, which I did not. Yeah. We begin with chapter four, Horace Slughorn, a brand new character. Yeah, well, we're we're off to the flighty temptress adventure <laughs> with Dumbledore. Yes. yes. And Harry does side along apparition for the first time. Well, it's the first, I mean, like, we've seen Fred and George apparate, but Harry gets to feel it. It doesn't sound very pleasant. No, it doesn't. Maybe maybe I'd be that witch that doesn't apparate. Well, I was thinking, if you had young children, I bet you don't apparate. Because I bet they scream their bloody heads off. Well, yeah, it's not... Yeah. That seems like a bad idea. Isn't there some reference at a point how they used to have flying carpets, but they're not regulated, but it was kind of designed as the family travel vehicle? Yes. Anyway, but th- so then they're walking to Horace's house, and we have what Harry even calls out as, like, the first real conversation they've ever had outside of school. And then you realize it's kind of awkward because who hangs out with their teacher outside of school? Yeah. At night? Yes. He's picked you up from your house. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah. Uh, But, like, and Dumbledore is more forthcoming, I think I notice immediately, in this conversation than he was, obviously, in the last book. Yes, he was trying to encourage Harry. Yeah. Harry's asking a lot of questions. He's talking about how his scar doesn't hurt, which he finds strange. You know, Voldemort is back in power. Shouldn't it hurt all the time? Nope. 
Dumbledore's very smug about this. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I suspected otherwise, Harry. Yes. Proved a weakness, in fact. Yeah. So he says that Voldemort has realized, oh, maybe Harry Potter being able to read my mind is a bad idea. <laughs> so let's just and stop that. Yes, he's employing occulency against Harry now. Which she really did have to close that loophole. Because if she just let that continue, the plot just goes all awry. Well, yes, it makes it cleaner this way. But we were never... It was never a complete open access type of thing. It was a spurt here and there. So you could play, play it how you wanted. Sure. But it was perhaps a bit too convenient and a bit too much power to proceed with. Right. You know, trying to kill each other, reading each other's minds. Yeah. So they arrive at Horace's house, not actually Horace's house, and it looks like something horrific has happened. There's blood halfway up the walls. Every piece of furniture is turned over. Yes. How... And Dumbledore just knows that this is how he operates? I don't know. Well, he Harry did say he was wondering how in the world blood could get that high up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and you don't... I mean, wizards don't really seem to have bloody injuries too often. No. Well, and Horace asked himself, well, how did you know? He said, there's no dark mark, you idiot. He didn't have time for that. No. Not that he was against putting a dark mark above the house. But he was an armchair. Yeah. It's clever of him. He just finished putting his his pattern on. Yeah. And so we find out that Horace has been living in muggle houses while they're on vacation. Yeah, how does one do that? Like, how do you know their vacation schedule? I don't know. Maybe I like to imagine that he he says he's a dog sitter. <laughs> Even though there's no mention of a dog. So you think he's just loitering around, like, reading the papers, offering his services as dog sitter? <laughs> That's my own personal headcanon. Horace Slughorn the dog sitter. No. That's way below his stature. At least his yes. self-perceived stature. Yes. Because he's, he's a fancy man. He enjoys his comforts and his luxuries and basking in the glow of others. Yes. So that includes secondhand fame, candied pineapple, food, and booze. And ideally a little bit of influence. Yes. Well, and he's... While Dumbledore is not explicit about it, it's just like... Yo, Harry, your importance will become obvious. Do your thing. Yeah. Harry figures it out pretty quickly. Yeah, I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> Dumbledore. Okay, but first, we should mention that Dumbledore is, we see the ring that has caused him this injury. He's wearing Why is it. he still wearing it? Isn't it dead now? Well, yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it works anymore. Right, because he got the injury trying to kill it basically yeah so why why is he wearing that i don't know 
He doesn't want to leave it laying around in the office. But if it's dead. Well, I guess it's not really, right? Because eventually it's, I open at the last and it's in the snitch. And he uses it. No, 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 no. That's not right. The stone? Yes. Well, I thought he got the injury because he was learned because he had defeated the ring. Like in defeating the ring, he got the injury. But you're saying it's in procuring the ring? Wait a second. Oh, oh crap. I might look like a giant idiot. Well, one of us is going to. And I'm not even sure. Because I guess in my mind, the ring was one of the Deathly Hollows yes. and a Horcrux. It's a Horcrux. Are those two it's different a things? It's Well, yeah, but but is the Hor but is the is the Deathly Hollow separate from the Horcrux? Are they two different things, or did he make a Deathly Hollow a Horcrux? I think they're two different things. That's my problem. I was I was conflating them. Cause I mean, wasn't the Philosopher's Stone the the stone of life or whatever? What? <laughs> no, that's not right. I know. Well, I mean, what do you mean it's not right? Because well, okay, yes, the Philosopher's Stone produces life, but that's not a Deathly Hollow. Okay, do you not remember what the Deathly Hollows are? The, the stone is the one the one that brings people back to li- back to life from the dead not everlasting life and you think it's the ring oh crap no i'm i realize i'm wrong well now no. you're confusing me okay i'm sorry i'm confusing everyone yes the ring is salazar slytherin's ring and it was a horcrux and it yes the horcrux is dead so- now. So again, then I ask, why is he wearing it? Now I understand your point. So then, what because is the resurrection stone? I mean, it's it. Well, it's a quote deathly yeah, hollow. Yes. But I mean, it's really just a powerful magical artifact that will eventually be given to Harry and used at the end. Okay. But it's not associated with the Horcruxes. I had just conflated them briefly in my but mind. But where Dumbledore just has that. I don't know, and I, I don't recall if if we know, I guess. I, I don't recall the uh, the backstory of its acquisition or if we ever find out. I just remember I open at the last, yeah. right? And it's a snitch. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Dumbledore to acquire such things. Yeah. All right, well, we'll just have to figure that out. But again, why is he wearing <laughs> a dead ring? I swear it's already dead. Yes, yes. So it's just like my triumph on my hand. Wait a second. <laughs> oh boy. Is it dead? Okay. Is it the ring? Wait a second. I, we are I, we are forgetting some little piece that will make this all clear. But we already sound like morons, so let's just go okay. the whole way. Don't you remember... That when Dumbledore tell unless I'm making this up, that when Dumbledore tells this story about his hand, mm-hmm. right, the reason he gets, I thought, the reason he got injured is because he, was, he wasn't careful with it because 
was like the resurrection stone and he wanted to see his sister. I thought this was part of the narrative of how he hurt his hand and that's why I was confl- that's why I had the stone in my mind. If that is true, I do not remember that part at all. Well, I obviously if it's true, I'm forgetting there's some part I'm forgetting. I I don't know. Okay. Well, don't write us and tell us. Dumbledore will tell us. He'll explain it all by the time we get to the end. At least about the ring. Yeah, but now I'm like, wait, that can't be right. Because we don't learn about the Deathly Hallows yet. Exactly. And he does explain to Harry about how yes. he hurt his hand. I don't know. Alright, we should probably just... I thought I had a better <laughs> handle on this. We should just count our losses and move on. Uh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, okay, okay, Dumbledore makes the oh-so-casual exit mm-hmm. to the bathroom. He was looking at the knitting patterns, of course. Yes, that's why he took so yeah, long. I'm kinda, I mean, I don't think Harry's really trying to convince him he's just sort of being Harry right he's not sitting there thinking ooh let me get this guy let me win him over he's just sort of being obvious yes I mean it starts while Dumbledore's gone it starts with Horace being like don't think I don't know why he brought you here it's not gonna well, work and Horace sort of goes on himself like Lily was my was one of my top students and she's lovely and yada yada yes although he to harry's mind is a bit too surprised that lily and some of his other former students were muggle-born yeah Yeah, i mean he's but yet he was his favorite he's one of those i'm not racist but (laughs) i'm still surprised by your success but if it can benefit me, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. One of those people who says, I have black friends. Yeah. I can't be racist. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you don't quite. But yeah. Yeah. So Harry's a bit put off by him. But then he him. sort of points out, because then he's like, oh, but look at all these lovely people who I know and who still love me. And he's like, oh, well, do you still talk to them? <laughs> no. Yes. He's realized that, well, he has managed to keep his creature comforts. He has lost, you know, being important, basically, yeah. by being and on the run. And if he's really that concerned about security, isn't Hogwarts the kind of cushy place to be? Yes. Harry points that out to him. Well, because, I mean, Horace is running from the Death Eaters, but, essentially. Why? I mean, I guess, sure, everyone is afraid, but does he feel particularly singled out that he is going to be approached or utilized or what? Well, Dumbledore seems to think so. Dumbledore says, you know, they what, they haven't come seeking your considerable talents? I mean, but is that is that their, how they operate? We're like, oh, this guy is mainstream talented let's just go casually ask him to join our side 
and if he doesn't agree, then we'll off him? Is that how that goes? Yeah. I mean, I would think he's also he's also a fairly prominent Slytherin, too, which probably puts, puts you know, he's more visible, I would guess. If you're going to pick someone to recruit to the dark side, a smart Slytherin <laughs> might be where you start. Yes. Just like, what are their recruitment techniques? techniques and expectation <laughs> yes and, and horace you know doesn't want to join the death eaters but he doesn't want to no, fight them either brave enough for that no yes he one of his reasons he doesn't want to go is well that would be tantamount to declaring my allegiance right. to the order of the phoenix you know, perilous to him yes but like we said, Harry convinces him that this is what he's doing now is probably more right. perilous. But let's, I mean, he kind of makes his final claim himself. Yeah. So, I mean, Dumbledore does the whole, oh, I know a, a useless lost case when I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, giving him the final, the moment to finally just yeah. blurt it out as they're about to leave. Although at this point, we don't know that he's going to be the potions teacher. We assume he's defense against the dark arts teacher. Kind of a cowardly defense against the dark arts teacher. That's why he's the potions teacher. (laughs) And then, so then uh, Dumbledore takes Harry to the burrow. And they have another closeted conversation in the broom cupboard before they go in. She has a thing for broom cupboards. Maybe, like, British people have... Do they call them broom cupboards? Or is she just calling them broom cupboards because magic and brooms? Unknown. Unknown. <laughs> what do you call your closets? Um, and then they discuss the prophecy. Yeah. How does that happen? Dumbledore brings it up or something. Or he he's kind of being thoughtful isn't he he's like you've probably been having a hard time you know that whole yeah serious dying thing that was a bummer yep <laughs> he's a little more tactful yeah. than that well and so we were wondering this before like who else knows the prophecy like has dumbledore told the order of the phoenix people and he has not like only him and Harry know. But yeah. he instructs Harry to tell Ron and Hermione. Yeah. I guess. Basically, you don't need to isolate yourself. Because right. isn't right, isn't that the thing that makes you different? That you have connection and care and that that's an important thing to be cultivated. Yeah. And I think he knows that that would be Harry's martyrdom (laughs) tendency well he sort of frames it too like well if you admit it to them then you're forced but also allowed to feel the fear that and whatever that would be natural to fear yeah so yeah and so 
Because you're right, last time we were wondering, well, did, you know, when Molly was all freaking out about Harry finding out about things, she didn't actually know specifically what she was protecting him from. Well, I mean, there were other specific things she was protecting him from, right? Yeah, but she didn't want him to know about the prophecy. I mean, I guess she knew it concerned him and figured it couldn't be good. (laughs) (laughs) But she did not know exactly Mm -hmm. how not good it was. We also get to have private lessons with Dumbledore. Where all things will be revealed. Yes. Where Dumbledore will be teaching us all the things that we forgot. And so then we move into the chapter title I really enjoyed, An Excess of Phlegm. uh, Where Harry walks into the burrow. Yeah, and we get... It's like late at night and then... Tonks is there. She's not looking so good. Okay, they... Someone, like Ron or something, says later it's because she feels guilty about Sirius. But isn't it because of Lupin? Okay. Yes. She's well, loves he's all... You know, you can't love me, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. he's doing his own martyrdom thing. Uh, Hermione's there, of course, because you where know, else would Hermione I'm be? I'm going to not feel as bad when she obliviates her parents because she does not seem to care about them. <laughs> because I we're know. told that Harry, it's been less than two weeks of summer vacation and Hermione is already there. So what the heck, Hermione? I know. You know, I think they should have. I-, I understand plot wise why this has happened. However, maybe we should have made a character reason for it. Maybe Hermione has a terrible home life. That, you know, and then I wouldn't feel this so strange about this. <laughs> no, she can't have that. That's what Harry has. Well, I don't mean it has to be like that, but, you know, maybe she has rich doctor parents who don't really care and raised her no, with a nanny that's or something. That's not fitting. No. No? One, they're dentists. And two, like... No, that's just not... Doesn't fit. Okay, well then I'm going to continue feeling that it's weird. Well, it is weird. She also could have shown up later, and it wouldn't have been that big a deal. (laughs) No. See, this is why I was trying to invent a character reason. Instead of just a plot one. I don't know, she's just... Her poor parents. I know. Her poor parents. But they came to Diagon Alley that one time. I know! They were cute. She's gone off to school and forgotten them. At 11, she was over them. <laughs> she's always been very dependent. <laughs> uh Molly also tells us that Arthur has been promoted. Yes. The head of the office for the detection and confiscation of counterfeit defensive spells and protective objects. They could really use some acronyms. <laughs> that would be a lot. D-C-C-D-S-P-P-O. <laughs> so he doesn't get to mess around with muggle nonsense anymore. Yeah, just wizard nonsense now. 
Yes. All the people selling like ridiculous baubles to, and fear yeah, mongering. Which, I mean, we don't we do silly stuff like that? It's even better that wizards do that. Oh, yeah. It's totally believable. And it's great that she thought mm-hmm. of that. But he's been very, very busy. Yeah, he's still at work and it's midnight. Uh, the clock reappears. Mm-hmm. The Weasley family mm-hmm. clock. Only everyone's hand is now at mortal peril. Except when they travel. Yeah. <laughs> travel in mortal peril. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can see how that would be a bit distressing to Mrs. Weasley. Well, yeah, her... She's in a, in a right state. Yes. Rightly so. Right? I mean, she's got one son who won't talk mm-hmm. to her. One son marrying who sh- someone who she, sh- she thinks is an idiot. <laughs> Two who have gone off to, you know, do ridiculous nonsense. Mm-hmm. One who's best friends with Harry Potter. <laughs> That's a good thing. Well, she, I mean, she likes Harry, but it's not it's not exactly the safest friend to have around. <laughs> And her two brothers were killed in the last war. Well, yes. And she's prone to Freddy. <laughs> I'm going to give her a pass on this. <laughs> I think anyone would fret. Well, yes. And then it's, it's kind of funny because when Arthur comes home, he makes her do the security check that the ministry <laughs> indicates. Yes. Though Dumbledore was making fun of it earlier too like you're supposed to know my favorite jam harry you didn't ask me <laughs> yeah but arthur's question his greatest ambition is to find out how airplanes stay up <laughs> which is funny because there is you know that's not a mystery <laughs> no he's never heard of wicked can you imagine if arthur found wikipedia <laughs> he'd be confused by the internet first well, yes, but then he could read all about it. Yes, it's like there, there is science. It would be in a textbook. Yeah, I bet he'd have trouble understanding. They have science classes. Well, I have trouble understanding, but you just kind of go with it. <laughs> That's it's basically magic yes. to you, right? You say the words, you do the movement, and the plane stays up. Someone has figured it out. I trust them. And Molly's bedroom nickname is molly wobbles <laughs> like weeble wobbles <laughs> like weeble wobbles oh no <laughs> that doesn't seem very vogue i don't know like maybe it's cute but it's not well it's something that's only cute if no one else ever <laughs> hears now it harry has heard it yes so i mean eventually that he goes to bed and wakes up to the whole weasley family there is like it's like throughout the chapters but i think it sort of peaks in some ways in this moment and then the next the forthcoming ones like in sure like terrible things are happening but you have you know, you have warm, fuzzy thoughts and feelings about Harry and the magical world and all of, you know, 
we're back on terms with Dumbledore, and that's exciting. And the Weasleys are there loving him, and you know, it's it's nice. Yeah, and I don't rem- recall if we go to Christmas. I I assume he spends Christmas at the Weasleys. This book, or at Hogwarts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. Well, if he does or doesn't, then the only like happy time we have after this is going to be the wedding. Yeah. And then things go bad. So let's enjoy a happy time. Yes. Harry learns that Fred and George have a shop at Diagon Alley and they've moved out. Doing quite well. Yep. And that Fleur or Phlegm (laughs) as she is called behind her back is going to marry yes. Bill. Why? So the do the women not like her because they sort of have this pseudo jealousy thing going on? Because she comes in, like well, she comes in and, and the men swoon. Yeah, I mean, they think it's ridiculous. Yes. Right? And it is ridiculous. But she's also just, she's She's French and not very polite. <laughs> what do you mean? She's polite. She tells, she says in front of Mrs. Weasley that there's nothing to do here unless you like cooking oh. and chickens. She's polite to Harry. <laughs> well, it's because she loves Harry. Because Gabrielle. Yeah, she's working like Gringotts for her English. Yeah. And. Yeah, I can see why they have a certain ire towards her. It's not, now we will find it's not entirely fair. Perhaps she's not the most likable person, but she's not a bad person. But she doesn't fit the Weasley sensibilities. Though, who was it that points out, like, yeah, that Ginny did, I think. Well, Bill's kind of got that flair in him, too. Yeah, Mrs. Weasley says that Bill's so down to earth and blah, blah, blah. And Jenny's like, <laughs> no, he's not. He's off chasing adventure and doing crazy things. Yeah, he doesn't even like a dragon yes. earring and leather outfits. Or is that Charlie? I never, that might be Charlie. No, that's Bill. Bill is cool. Uh, and then we do get the mention that Percy is still MIA. Yeah, he's just ignoring the evidence that he was wrong. Yeah. Well, apparently Dumbledore has, is dropping good quotables <laughs> and says it's easy, it's easier to forgive others for being wrong than for being right. Burn. Especially for someone like Percy. What is he doing now, though? He was Fudge's assistant. Yeah, I think he's demoted. (laughs) (laughs) But he's still at the ministry. Then Rents Ginny gets called off to spend time with her mother and Fleur. (laughs) Uh, Harry takes the opportunity to follow Dumbledore's advice and tells Ron and Hermione about the prophecy. Yeah, which they sort of thought or suspected because everyone sort of thinks and suspects. They didn't know that he had confirmation of it. 
Yeah. And they, they do a pretty good job of not, like, flipping Completely. out. Yeah. Although Hermione's been giving him the eye since he woke up, basically about his feelings and serious is what Harry feels that it's well, about. Yeah, you know, he might... Okay, she has good reason. Because he gets, like, the yes. slightest wind of something and gets all angry and yells at them and does crazy stuff, so... Fair point, Hermione. Yes. Harry just doesn't want to be looked after in that manner, though. Yes. Though, I mean, okay, he hasn't come to terms with Sirius, but he sort of says that he's come to terms with the prophecy a little bit. I mean, it still feels far off, but he's like, yeah, I mean, I was afraid, but really kind of makes sense like maybe in the back of my mind i sort of always knew it was going to be like this yes i have now realized i am the protagonist <laughs> of these books and this is what has to happen the chosen one yes okay but then we get distracted from all this by owl scores hermione is in such a tizzy yes <laughs> She's terrified. Yeah, well, remember, wasn't her greatest fear in that at one point was failing her classes? Like, that's what the bog art was. It said it, that she yeah, failed she ran everything out and couldn't handle it. Yeah. So she's a bit uptight. Which she has no reason to be. She gets 10 outstandings and one exceeds expectations. In Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yep. Is this just so Harry can be the best at it? Uh, I didn't think about that, but that seems probably I mean, she always, like when they recruited him for the DA, she sort of says that. Like, obviously she's the book smart, but... But Harry, this is your talent. Maybe she just fumbled a little bit on the practical. But she was all she was all about the practical. Let's do this in the face of Umbridge. Yeah, well. She probably could have got that exceeds expectations <laughs> on her own, let's be honest. But Harry does alright. Yes. He passes most things, except for what? History of magic? History of Magic, dreadful. he got a D That was the one dreadful. he passed out in, so we'll write that one off. Yes. I think, I don't know that he would have gotten much more than a P, though. <laughs> and a P in Divination. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And obviously he gets his one outstanding in Defense mm-hmm. Against the Dark Arts. We never... And an ex- well, I was going to say, we never talk about astronomy, but that's not true. How does he get... I guess he got an acceptable. That was when... They were on the tower and Hagrid and Umbridge and all that. Yes, everyone everyone completely forgot about their star charts watching that go down. But he gets an E in potions, which he fears will not is an end to his dream to be an Auror, because Snape only accepts people who get O's into Except his new Snape class. Except Snape isn't the potions master. <laughs> Yep. So lucky you. You get to do potions. I, kinda rem- I remember 
in my mind it was that McGonagall or Dumbledore forced Snape to take him, but no, that's not how that works. I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you know, Ron gets the same number of owls. Apparently, this is more than Fred and George got together. Yeah, but there was like kind of a snide comment about no outstandings. I. I thought that Harry's was kind of like, too. Mm, I see no outstandings. Typical for Ron. Second fiddle here. <laughs> I took it more of his as like a pity thing. And I'm like, come on, Harry, you yeah, got one. It was, it was strange. <laughs> it was. Uh, so, our, our third chapter, Draco's detour... We're still at the borough. We've mostly just been chilling and playing Quidditch and eating that Molly's like a food. Great summer. Mm-hmm. And it's Harry's birthday, but that's really just mentioned in passing. He doesn't get any gifts. He gets a cake. Well, he gets a cake, but we don't hear like the enumeration of what he's gotten. I mean, he for doesn't because he's there. They all felt bad for him before when he was at the Dursleys. <laughs> now they're <laughs> yeah. now they're sick of him. <laughs> Uh, so it's his birthday. Some people are there to celebrate, but they bring like kind of crappy I don't know news. If they're there to celebrate. I think they just happen to be there yeah. and eat his cake. <laughs> um. So Karkaroff is dead. Yeah, and they said that because I kind of forgot he during the Tri Wizard tournament. He ran away when his dark mark showed up. Yep. Yeah. They were surprised he lasted a year. Because then they throw in the mention that, well, Regulus, uh, Sirius's brother, only survived a few days after deserting the Death Eaters. Important note. Foreshadowing. Also, this is, I forgot about this. This is really sad. Florin, Florine, the ice cream man, is kidnapped. Gone. Plus yeah. Ollivander, gone. I'm really, I was really nervous about all the poor new students that didn't get to go to Ollivander's. Oh, their wands are just stuck? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Then they're just gonna have a crappy wand all the time. And where do you, else do you even go? There's like a corner shop that i mean who goes anywhere else gregorovich i guess but he's not crappy i don't know just buy one on the corner i guess yeah that seems bad i would be really upset and not for the sake of olivander (laughs) (laughs) we will see what happened to olivander in the seventh book um, oh, but Harry's Quidditch captain now? Yeah, we don't... There's no, like, aha, you don't have a lifetime ban from Quidditch anymore. Because he did. I guess that was implied. Under Umbridge. And yep. his firebolt was bolted to her office last time we checked. Yeah, that's true. We never see Harry celebrating. Ah, I get to play Quidditch yes. again. But now he's Quidditch captain, and as Hermione points out, you get to use the prefix bathroom now. I like that Hermione is enthused about her privilege of the prefect bathroom. Well, and 
other privilege, unnamed privileges. He is on equal status now, again, with Ron and Hermione and the prefix. Though they, <laughs> their prefix status is sort of skirted. Yeah. But the important thing is the bathroom. Well, clearly, because otherwise it's just responsibility, right? <laughs> uh, so they go to Diagon Alley to get all their stuff, now that they've got their school letters. Mm -hmm. Hagrid is there as the security guard. See, again, warm fuzz. It's kind of, this was very much sort of, I thought, an homage to the first book. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of, for the first time, as explicitly redo some of those scenes and Hagrid is there to escort us. And, I don't know. Yeah. And we redo the Draco scene yes, in Madame Malkins. Yes, that's right. Because he's there being a snot. But right, so in the first book, you know, he's being a snot and Harry kind of has this weird feeling about him and it's like, you know, again, this we could be strong together thing. But now it's like, okay, our, our paths have been set, and here I am with my friends whom I've chosen, and there you are with your mother and your Death Eater father making problems. Yeah. Yeah, we have the our, our encounter with Narcissa because Lucius is still in jail, <laughs> which Harry likes to point out. Yeah, he didn't, he did ask again, he escalated for unnecessarily, but. Yeah, so they have a rather unpleasant conversation, but it doesn't, it's not, I guess, plot significant. It doesn't result in anything. No, except he decides to buy his robes elsewhere. Yes. So they get all their school supplies, Wait, and then it's time. Lied. Oh, there is this, Narcissa does say this one thing where she's like, ooh, well, Dumbledore is not here, and Dumbledore won't always be there to protect you. A.K.A. Yes. my son's going to kill him. Yes. Which is actually foreshadowing because we don't actually know that that's the mission that Draco yes. has. Um, so, but now we go see Fred and George. And this is, if you were confused as if Harry Potter was the best book series ever, <laughs> rest assured it is. Because I was, it's hilarious. <laughs> the sign, the poster in their garish shop. Why are you worrying about you-know-who? You should be worrying about you-know-poo. The constipation sensation that's gripping the nation. Do they... But what is the purpose of that sign? Besides being funny. Well, it's advertising their new product. So they have a constipation taffy. Oh, of course they have a constipation Well, thing. that seems a little... I guess if you give it to your enemies, but it's not like the... You're going to get out of class with that because no one can see that you're constipated. <laughs> well, no, but it's a great joke to play on your to friends. To make them constipated. <laughs> it's a Fred and George <laughs> kind of joke. And I guess, I'm guessing wizard constipation drugs are like serious and more powerful than muggle ones. I don't want to go there. <laughs> But it's so Fred and George, yeah. right? Like, if Fred and George, when faced with Voldemort, would make fun of his lack of <laughs> nose. Like, just a big middle finger and making 
light of everyone's terror. Not in a malicious way. Well, no, they see it as their duty to provide some comic relief. Yes. And they're doing smashingly. Yes, smashingly. Although they also have, they're like selling shield hats and cloaks as a little side well, yeah, business. This kind of developed again to sort of make fun of people. And they realized that, you know, they had learned all these cool defensive things and a lot of real wizards could barely do them. So they kind of started it. But then the ministry bought a bunch of them and they're like, oh, this could be for real. Yeah. I like the little, that they're selling a corner of muggle magic tricks for freaks like their father. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, and even Hermione is impressed. Like, there's some daydream-inducing thing. She's like, this is impressive magic. Also, she probably wants to have a daydream with that hot dude on the cover. There's a hot dude on the cover? Yes, there's a hot, those, they were sold to only over 16s. Oh, oh. And there, there was specifically mentioned that there was a hot dude and a lady on a pirate what? ship on the cover. <laughs> I did not catch that, that at all. They're selling like mildly, more than mildly suggestive daydreams. Yes, which I would think would do very well. Wow. And she's right. That is very impressive wow. magic. They have a very diversified portfolio. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But while they're in the shop, they see Malfoy outside and decide to follow him. Because that's a good idea. Well, it turns out fine, really. It's a great idea. So they follow him. To Borgen and yeah. Burks. Yeah. And so he, we don't, it's all very vague. We don't actually know what he's talking about, but he wants to be told how to repair something because it can't be brought right. to the shop. And to not sell this other thing. Yes. Which are, in both cases, is the vanishing yes. cabinet. Yep. The pair of them. And I think, like, Draco is threatening him and shows him something, and I'm assuming that's a dark mark? Oh. Or would... I, or does Draco have a dark I mark? Don't know. Shouldn't they check students for dark <laughs> marks? <laughs> I don't... But then he, like, set, tells him about Greyback. Yes, he also threatens him with Greyback. I could be wrong, but that's just the immediate thing that came to my mind. Is is he showing him a dark Is he mark? a full-fledged Death Eater, though? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he's not young enough, so maybe, or old enough. Maybe he doesn't have one. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about that either. But either way. How does he know... Like, how does he know about the vanishing cabinets, I guess? I don't know. Well, when one of his friends was stuffed in there by Fred and George. Yeah. And then he mo- Yes. And right? 
then he moved is it that to how? the requirements. Because it was, they they say it casually, like, it was on the third floor corridor, that vanishing cabinet. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he needed a place yeah. to hide it and work and on it. And he knew the other one was at, or there was another one at the shop? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how that transpired. But I do think, again, that's something that will be yeah, explained to us by clever. Dumbledore. Yeah. He's trying his best. <laughs> Gotta give him that. Also, this is the first time we we hear about Greyback, or do we know about him from Lupin? I think Lupin mentions him as a as a werewolf who takes pleasure yeah. in turning others. But I don't I don't know that we've no. s- have we seen him? Yeah. And that's those are our chapters. You know, kind of delightful, a little some <laughs> horrifying overtones. But no, yeah, it was it had that kind of familiar start that was very pleasant. Yes. Plus some intrigue, new character, mm-hmm. some funny bits with Fred mm-hmm. and George and Fleur. So next time will be chapters 7, 8, and 9, which are The Slug Club, Snape Victorious, and The Half-Blood no. Prince. It's just that he gets the book, right? Oh, Because he sure. didn't buy any potions, yeah. things. Mm-hmm. We'll get all into Slughorn's weird creepiness. Yeah, that's a kind of a strange plot. Like, yeah, I mean, you I mean the whole Slughorn I think it's thing. Interesting, but it's also always somewhat uncomfortable. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be somewhat uncomfortable. But so join us next time for those. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Weird Sisters Pod, and if you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be great. And we'll see you next week. Bye.